Hey y'all, and welcome to another episode of Axe Gen Z. We're your hosts, Jeremiah and Sydney, and we're Gen Z creative strategists at Adolescent Content, a Gen Z advertising agency. Here, we'll be diving into all things youth culture because we all know you just don't get it. So if you're looking for answers about anything Gen Z, then you found the right place. Let's get into it. So Jeremiah, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Not bad. I kind of want to talk about shopping today because I love shopping. I don't know how much you're into shopping. I don't know. I, I would say that there's a hole in my pocket. Sometimes I, <laughs> you know, can't help, but especially with like window shopping, I feel like I just not, not window shopping, but like, um, I do, I do a lot of window shopping, not going to lie. I'm pretty much window shopping perpetually, like nonstop, but online shopping, uh, has definitely made me even more of a shopping addict. But ever since I started shopping, like, you know, I, I feel like maybe like two, three years ago, I keep seeing this thing at like the checkout section where it's like buy now, pay later. And I'm like, ooh, what is this? And now I feel like every single place has this buy now, pay later service. Have you heard of it? It's like Klarna, Afterpay. Those are some of the brand names. Yes, I have. I've like used it before. I bought clothes, shoes. I even bought a couch recently. Oh, cool. A couch? What color? It's like a green teal situation. I'm not really good with the color, the color wheel, but it's in the green blue family. Like a jewel tone vibe? Um, I don't know, but it's velvet, so okay. sure. <laughs> sounds like it might be a jewel tone couch. I feel like jewel tone velvets are really popular. Uh, but that sounds nice. Uh, and it sounds like you're a really big fan of the buy now, pay later lifestyle. I'd say so. What do you like about it? Um, for me, I mean, I like the flexibility um, with the payment the payment schedule of it all but also i'm just like person that i don't like to spend all my money at one time like the money like for the couch i had the money for the couch but for some reason like spending that much money at one time like stresses me out so that's why i like it but also it's very convenient like it's integrated to your checkout process like you kind of talked about where once i get to the checkout i just click i want to play with Klarna or afterpay and it tells me okay great your first payment will be three hundred dollars or whatever um and your next few payments will be this much on these days so you know i think they make it very seamless and easy hmm i feel like those are all very valid arguments i've never used klarna or Afterpay or like any of the buy now pay later programs but it sounds like something i should get into because i love a good convenience i love something that makes my life easier and obviously it sounds like it makes life more affordable too or buying things that you've had your eye on more affordable so i'm thinking maybe i should like put a tesla on a buy now pay later program <laughs> just kidding honda gang but anyways uh it's really a conversation we're talking about this rise in affordable and convenient shopping options what do you think i think that's true um so for this episode we'll be diving into trendy newfangled shopping services as they relate to gen z a consumer cohort that's always down to utilize services and tools that make their favorite products and experiences more accessible not only for them but you know for everyone so let's get into it Before we hop into today's conversation, let's give the class a little 101 introductory course on how buy now, pay later programs work, in case you don't already know. According to NerdWallet, buy now, pay later, or BNPL, as you might see it abbreviated, is a type of installment loan. It divides your purchases into multiple equal payments, with the first due at checkout. 
The remaining payments are billed to your debit or credit card until your purchase is paid in full. These plans can come with interest rates and late fees, though some plans, depending on the provider, charge neither. Afterpay, Klarna, PayPal, Affirm, Sezzle, these are just a few examples of buy now, pay later programs. And like I said, as a shopping addict, I do know that a lot of these don't have fees. So there's really no obvious reason to not go with them. You know, you're not paying interest. There's no, you know, dollar amount tacked on to each installment. You're really just paying what you would have paid otherwise, even if you hadn't used buy now, pay later. So I'm kind of wondering, Jeremiah, what's your favorite store to shop at, period? To shop at, period? I mean, it depends on what I'm buying. I love a good Target moment. Love H&M, ASOS, you know, Really anywhere I can get like a, a good bargain and some quality, you know, I'm I'm pretty much a, a equal opportunity shopper when it comes to the web, so to speak. Interesting. I'm super into ASOS too. I don't really shop at H&M, although I do know that ASOS specifically, they actually offer multiple payment services. Yes. And this isn't even like an ASOS plug or anything like that. It's just I actually bought a pair of like fuzzy slippers from there the other day and like a few days before that, I bought this like shirt, this top that I'm going to wear at a festival. So actually, it sounds like I'm an ASOS addict. I'm really not. I only buy like one thing every time I order from there. They just have so much stuff. But interestingly enough, they're one of the pla- our, uh, e-commerce websites that offer multiple buy now, pay later services. They offer Klarna, Afterpal, and PayPal financing, which I think is pretty crazy. But I'm kind of wondering, beyond the internet, what types of stores have buy now, pay later services? Jeremiah, do you know? Well, interestingly enough, like some malls now offer these buy now, pay later services um, throughout several several of their malls. Like for Wait, instance, like a real mall? Like in like person? A like a mall. brick and mortar? Oh. Brick and mortar, like old school, like literally like 2000s teen film, like those type malls. (laughs) So for instance, in 2021, Westfield and Afterpay announced an integrated multi-year national partnership to support retailers by offering consumers a more flexible way to pay for their purchases as they return to shopping in stores. And that's according to Afterpay press release. So, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of people really like went to e-commerce sites, like you said, like ASOS, they have like multiple buy now, pay later options. So I guess the malls were probably thinking, we got to get get in on this. We got to make our shopping more convenient as people begin to go back into the real world and, um, you know, make purchases again. So true. And we already kind of went into the obvious perks of buy now, pay later programs from a consumer standpoint. Uh, Jeremiah, you said earlier that your favorite thing is that you don't want to like, you know, pay a large lump sum of cash up front. If you're going on a little shopping spree, it's easier to have things divided into four installments, right? Yes, Sydney, but I'm not the only one who's taking advantage of the buy now, pay later services. So according to CNR research, 60% of online shoppers have used buy now, pay later services during these pandemic times. But this is the juicy part right here. In July of 2020, only 37.71% of consumers from ages 18 and 24 had used these services. But that figure jumped. Can you guess how much it jumped? Hmm, I don't know how much. So it jumped to 61.16% in 2021. So that showed a 62% growth in less than a year. And that's according to the survey of American adults by Ascent. So, you know, people are out here shopping. So obviously those numbers are telling us that Buy now, pay later programs are super popular amongst Gen Zers. 
And, you know, we have to admit, not everything is perfect with buy now, pay later programs. I'm, of course, people can miss payments because they're basically like a line of credit. So, you know, if you're missing your credit card payment, that's not going to look great. And also, as of not that very long ago, I want to say at the top of the year, some of these buy now, pay later services actually are beginning to report their um use consumers usage to the federal credit bureau so before an incentive was that oh you can use these programs without you know having a certain credit score having your usage reported but actually now that's going to be accounted for in your credit score so make sure you read those terms and conditions Mm -hmm. because missing a payment is not a joke even if it's just an accident we all know lord knows i've had those times where i'm like waking up in the middle of the night like oh my god wait that was due that was due an hour ago but anyways jeremiah have you ever missed a payment for these buy now pay later programs um i don't have that problem personally but according to a people say research from 2021 43% of gen zers who've used these programs say they missed at least one payment in the last year so people are missing payments so i think they want to read those terms conditions and you know take that advice you just gave well, props to the other 57% of Gen Zers who aren't missing their payments. But, you know, if you're a Gen Zer listening to this for some odd reason and you've missed a bill, it's fine. That's just life. You know, sometimes it happens. When I was a teenager, I remember the first time I overdrew my bank account and U.S. Bank sent a letter to my parents' house because I was obviously only 16. And my mom took my debit card for like two weeks until I got my next paycheck because I like tisk, tisk, overdrew tisk. it. Yeah, it was tisk, tisk, tisk. But everyone goes through those moments, you know. And that's not the point. The point is that buy now, pay later programs are really one instance of a trend that Jeremiah and I have been observing lately. A trend that we think Gen Z is leading in support and all brands should really get on board with. The trend has manifested in the consumer space in tons of new ways. From buy now, pay later programs and special pre-order opportunities to gratifying reward programs. Okay, so let's talk about pre-order, Sydney. So I saw an article in Insider about Telfar's pre-order program, and they basically said this. So it turned out that robots and resellers were buying products in bulk and making it harder for real customers to purchase items. So last summer, Telfar introduced its bag security program in hopes of giving customers better access to its bags by allowing patrons 24 hours to pre-order any bag on the site with no limits of how many can be purchased, and the bag is then made to order and shipped directly to the customer. Wait, I don't really get it. Like, I'm familiar with Telfar, but I just don't completely understand, like, this bag security thing. Can you explain a little more? So basically, um, these bags were in such high demand that people who want to, like, resell it and make money off of it would, like, buy up all the products. Um, and so so far as defense basically was like, okay, well, if we make our bags pre-order and people can order as many as they want and their bags are made mm-hmm. to order, you kind of like, um, corner your resale market. Like they don't have anything to do. So if I have an option as a customer to buy my own bag and as many as I want, like, I don't have the need to buy from a reseller. Like there's no one trying to like up the cost of the product or like, um, sure. price gouge people, you know? Okay, that makes way more sense now. It actually kind of reminds me of like Spotify's artist presale. I don't know if you use Spotify, Jeremiah, but uh, as a music lover and longtime Spotify user, I really have always like loved how they work with artists to offer special artist presales for people who like stream or follow a certain artist on Spotify. And according to the Spotify website, this is an exclusive feature on the app. And it doesn't matter whether you're a paid or premium Spotify user. Uh, or a free user, you can still have access to these artist pre-sales. And essentially what happens is 
when an artist tickets go on sale, it'll be a special artist pre-sale for their concerts. And you can get tickets that way ahead of everyone else. So you don't have to worry about scalpers and scammers when it comes to buying tickets online. Because Lord knows, sometimes those tickets will sell out within 30 seconds. And you're like, how are these tickets selling out right now when it's literally 12-01-01-01? Like, what? No, definitely. Um, so like brand facilitated pre-order programs, like whether they're for purses or concert tickets, they do allow for a brand's target audience to access the product and not to face those modern, dile- modern day dilemmas like scalpers or bots. Like you said, all the tickets are going at 1201 and they just went up at 12 o'clock. Um, but overall, I think this creates a more equitable shopper experience because consumers don't have to do with one, not getting the products, but two, they don't have to pay an arm and a leg to get the product that was initially pretty affordable especially in terms of things like telfar where their whole things about being a f- affordable luxury like imagine going to get an affordable luxury bag and then somebody trying to price gouge you for like five thousand dollars for that same bag that's crazy so now we bet you guys are wondering you know like what should we actually do with this like how can we take action well jeremiah and i think you should get creative That's the answer to most things, but especially this thing. Get creative and constantly ideate new ways to make the customer experience more accessible and convenient. By doing so, you're definitely going to attract the new customer, the Gen Z, Gen Zer, who is all about gratification and high quality of life for everyone. I totally agree. And based on our own research at Adolescent, we know that affordability, which is innately tied to equity, is a chief driver of purchase intent for Gen Zers. In fact, that's actually a major topic of our insight report that we just put out in February. It's that Gen Z is all about making the world a more equitable place. And of course, socioeconomic equity is a part of that. And the thing about like programs like Buy Now, Pay Later, they offer financial access to products, services, experiences that basically were previously only available to those who had the financial means. It's kind of like layaway, but the benefits now are upfront. So now anyone can book a flight to Maui. Well, if you wanted to. Which brings us to our next point. Gen Z is so over trips to Maui. Not like literally. I mean, kind of. Yeah, you shouldn't go to Hawaii right now. But what we mean is that they're over VIP culture. The idea that only certain people are allowed to go to these places or have these items or consume these products or these life experiences. You know, Gen X and older millennials, they were kind of wrapped up in this consumerist idea and this exclusivity culture believing that only the creme de la creme of society should have access to material things and experiences. But Gen Z is not really on that wave. What do you think, Jeremiah? Are you on that wave? I mean, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like, for instance, back in the day, taking a fancy trip to an exotic place was basically reserved to society's quote-unquote elite, or whatever that means. But now you could book a flight, a resort stay, and vacation adventures all on a buy now, pay later program without going into debt. Like, as we speak, I might be booking a flight to Costa Rica, but you know. Exactly. And even going back to Telfar, like Jeremiah said, Telfar is really rooted in in accessibility as a brand. So just to give a bit more context with that, of course, you guys are probably wondering, okay, so what does accessible mean? Like, what are these designer bag prices? Well, Telfar's famous shopping bag tote is sold in three different sizes, priced $150 to $257. Yeah, that's pretty expensive, but it's something a few paychecks couldn't cover, even if you're like a Gen Zer working a part-time job at Starbucks. And I know because I was working a part-time job at Starbucks in college, 12 hours a week. It was taxing work. I couldn't do more than 12 hours a week. But on the other hand, something like a Birkin bag, can literally resell for a quarter million dollars. Like, I kid you not, guys. Google Hermes Birkenbag right now. 
So compare that to a Telfar bag. Telfar is not looking too shabby, right? I mean, yes, but I feel like a quarter million dollars. Are you serious? Like there has to be more yeah. to this story. Like there has to be more to this. Well, there is a lot. I don't know that much about the Birkenbag history. All I know is that it's coveted by celebrities such as Saweetie, Cardi B, right? Like some others. I don't know. Well, Everyone loves this designer love, bag. Love exactly. It's it, But that speaks to the fact that it's very much, you know, rappers are all about their bling. They're all about these nice things that they use as status symbols. And yes. Gen Z is not really about that life, you know? I mean, all in all, I think it's important that brands really get creative and stop banking on the idea that people will want their product because only a certain demographic can rep it. To your point, for Gen Z, a brand experience is more isn't more desirable when they have like a niche group that can only have access to, it and it's very rooted in like elitism or um, VIP culture. And it's quite the contrary. Actually, Gen Z knows that in order to build a more equitable society and world, that everyone, and we mean everyone, needs to be included. You got that right. So, of course, equity is something that's really important when marketing to Gen Z. That's what they're all about. But, of course, profits matter, too. That's the natural circumstance of running a business. But the good news is that making your business more equitable actually is pretty beneficial in terms of that moolah. People end up spending more money on you instead of your competitors. And there's very much like a psychological sort of thing going on in the brain when people use rewards programs or buy now pay later programs. Like for instance, I feel like I might blow Jeremiah's mind right now, but did you know Jeremiah that you're more likely to spend more money when you use a buy now pay later program? Wait, really? Yeah, like literally like there has been research saying that when a retailer offers buy now pay later and a customer uses something like Afterpay, they end up spending considerably more than they would have. Mm. And that's probably because the upfront price is less. So you already know right off the bat, you're not going to be paying as much. So in your brain, you know, as humans, we like rationalize, oh, well, I might as well add that then. I might as well get that too. So of course, you know, who doesn't want to sell more of their product? And again, it builds that brand affinity because people are spending money on you versus that competitor that doesn't offer those types of accessible programs. If you're curious to hear the numbers when it comes to people spending more when they use buy now, pay later programs, Adobe Analytics actually ran the numbers and they realized that people who use buy now, pay later, they place orders 18% larger than customers who don't. So obviously from a financial standpoint, the payoff is obvious. And it goes without saying, the more accessible you make your product, the more money you'll have, you know, as a brand or a company. But let's be real, the average Gen Zer isn't really rolling in dough. So of course you have to consider these purchases aren't going to be like, you know, $10,000 purchases or anything like that. And actually, I feel like Jeremiah, I don't quote me on this, or you can like fact check me, but I feel like a lot of like the buy now, pay later programs, they have like a cap. They have a minimum and a maximum for how much you can spend using buy now, pay later. And realistically, if you're dropping like $20,000 on clothes in one sitting, you probably aren't (laughs) using buy now, pay later in the first place. But, you know, we got to consider Gen Z's life stage, where they're at. They live with their parents. They're in school. They work a part-time job or like an entry-level full-time job that doesn't really pay great. So when you consider those aspects, oh, it's like, oh, yeah, buy now, pay later. It totally makes sense that they would lean into this idea, this shopping um, feature. And as Retail Dive puts it, Gen Z are kids of the Great Recession of 2008. 
They grew up watching their parents either losing a home or losing a job or worrying that this could happen to them. And they internalize that as a message that you have to secure your financial future. So a lot of Gen Zers are viewing using afterpay as a smart financial decision. Yes. Not only afterpay, but, you know, all the buy now, pay later programs. Right, right. Um, But moving right along, in that same Retail Dive article about the rise of buy now, pay later, in particular, they mention how these programs help close the sale, so to speak. So from a retailer's perspective, they want to do anything to close the sale right now while the shopper is actually in the app and while the shopper is on the site. So a lot of sales actually get missed at that point. There's a lot of items literally sitting in shopping carts out there that haven't been transacted. And buy now, pay later is a way to lowering that barrier and getting your customers to that final step of actually purchasing. And although these retail dive findings were about buy now, pay later programs specifically, we basically can assume that other programs like pre-sale and reward programs can also help lower that barrier of getting your customers to purchase, um, you know, by making it more flexible. Exactly. And another major reason to think more creatively about how you're driving your target audience to make a purchase is because doing so builds brand affinity. By investing in how you complete a sale to Gen Zers, today's youth are really going to feel like you want their support, not just the support of anyone with money. You know, for instance, like a bot buying a Telfar bag or a scalper buying concert tickets. It proves that they really care about the Gen Z dollar, not just some random person's like Amex card. And this is also backed by our own research here at Adolescent, which we did in our insights report, which we will mention to the end of time. But affordability, inclusivity, and innovation are all drivers of brand affinity amongst today's youth. Um, But let's recap, Sydney. So in case you accidentally fell asleep on your laptop halfway through this episode and you're just not waking up, here's a recap of all the good things we had to say. Gen Z is down for any consumer options or tools that make their favorite products and experiences more accessible for everybody. From buy now, pay later services to programs allowing your true supporters to invest in your product. Basically, the VIP culture that early millennials, boomers, and Gen X embraced with open arms isn't cool anymore. Therefore, brands should get creative and constantly ideate new ways to make the customer experience more accessible and convenient. And by doing so, they'll attract new customers who are all about gratification and a high quality of life for all. I'm going to say it again. Oh, I thought that was fine. You think, you think it's fine? Should I do it again? Should I thought it was fine. So, as always, we tapped into our Youth Tellers community to give us some real responses on how other Gen Zers felt about this topic. So, here's what they had to say. In a poll of 193 youth tellers, 40% of them said they've used buy now, pay later programs. Here's a quote from a Gen Zer themselves. I like using buy now, pay later programs because they allow me to make big purchases without having to spend so much at once. By splitting up the payments into four, I can better afford something I may not be able to cash out on at that moment. Interesting. In addition to those things, when it came to reward programs, they were really into the ones that were free to enroll in and for places that they went to frequently. Do you have any reward programs that you like, um, Sydney? Hmm. Okay. So I would say I'm definitely a Target, like, fanatic. Mm-hmm. Fanatic. Why did I say it like that? I'm a Target fanatic. I'm always in Target. I have the Target red card, the debit card. I recommend it. Shout out to the Target debit card. 5% off all purchases. I see Jenny <laughs> saying that she <laughs> gets the red card. Uh, let's see, uh, Starbucks rewards, like, yeah, they definitely get you. They're really good. I actually saw a TikTok recently about 
they were analyzing the way Starbucks has gamified the rewards program, like Mm. in a way that is very like innovative. Like it's basically like playing a game, but you're giving Starbucks money and you keep giving them money and it's definitely an addiction. They know their audience very well, but yeah, Target and Starbucks, I guess that makes me sound really basic. I swear I'm not that basic guys. Uh, But what about you, Jeremiah? Like I know you like H&M rewards, right? I do. And I only got it because I'm like, I'm spending money here anyway, so I might as well get the app and get the little rewards. But I also use Target as well. And this is a random one, but I have one for like our like local car wash. <laughs> so oh, I get a free see, car wash after I get so many. So I think to the, it, and all those are free to you, free to enroll in. And I go to those places frequently. So the Utah's were on to something with this, with these stats. Um, we also asked them how important was it for their shopping experience to be easy and convenient? And 62% said that it was very important. And about 31% said it was moderately, moderately important. So really, most of them thought it was important. That's the vast majority of our respondents. So I think it's safe to say that um, ease and convenience are a big part of like, you know, what makes someone return back to a place, what makes someone want to go back and frequent the place. So I think that's really important that, you know, companies and brands really prioritize those things when it comes to the shopper's experience. Exactly. Well, thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Ask Gen Z with, you know, your favorite Gen Z specialists, Sydney and Sweeney and Jeremiah Jones. Um, And until next time, you know, we had a blast. Bye. Ask Gen Z is produced and distributed by Adolescent Content, a Gen Z advertising agency and content studio. This episode was produced by Jennifer Lopez and Debbie Shulman. It was edited by Ashan Mass and Menazel with music by Jay Lott. It was written by Jeremiah Jones and Sydney N. Sweeney. For more info on how to work with Adolescent and the work we do, be sure to visit our website at adolescentcontent.com. And if you love this episode, before you take your lunch, be sure to review us on wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're awkwardly waiting for your boss to show up to your next Zoom call, tell a friend about our podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time.